Hey, you. Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg podcast where we talk about sobriety and mental health so that you can take something and implement it into your own life where we believe there's only one right way to sobriety and healthy mental health. And that's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I am extremely happy to be here with my friend and making their return to the show, Waba Streams. So go to twitch.tv slash Waba Streams. We'll have that link in the notes below. Watch their streams because the information that you're going to get here are going to make you look at things from a different perspective. And Waba, just the way that Waba processes a lot of di- things that seem like they're straightforward or maybe something that you think you understand, you'll understand it better when the way that Waba explains a lot of it. How are you doing today, Waba? Um, hi, I'm doing all right today. It's been a long day, but um, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate that. <laughs> See the cat running up in the back. That's fun. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's Angel. She's going to go sit on top of my underwear now. <laughs> there she goes. That's how you know they love you. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Waba, why don't you give us a mm-hmm. little bit about your streams and how you really go about having mm-hmm. a stream with people that come in and you really do... Not every stream is focused on mental health, but you do incorporate it into everything. Yeah. Um, I like to think that, that that mental health is kind of important to everyone, especially in their daily lives. It's something we don't normally, people don't normally really think about or focus on, but I think it is important um, in our daily interactions how much it can really have such a big effect on the way that we treat one another and the way that we treat ourselves and the way that we interact in the world. Um, So my streams are kind of like a nice space where anyone can pretty much come in, talk about what's going on in their life. Um, There's no such thing as trauma dumping really in my stream. You know, you can come in, talk about your life and you'll be met with a, you know, a warm community full of very caring individuals who have all, you know, been through it as well. And we'll give you some advice. We'll give you some perspective. You know, we have resources as well that we like to share. Um, And it's just a nice, you know, cozy space. Of course, it gets a bit chaotic because I also have ADHD, among other things. So, you know, it can get very, very chaotic. Right now, I'm calm. So who knows? Maybe the chaos will come later. (laughs) I'm sure it will when we start talking about some things that get you fired up. and. From one ADHD sibling to another, like, (laughs) I, I get it. I get it. Some, yeah, it just, that's how it, that's how it flows sometimes. And it, there's not a rhyme or reason. It's just, it just all of a sudden happens. It's sometimes it's frustrating because I'll be, Mm -hmm. things are really great going on. And then all of a sudden I'm just hit with this wave of things that, in the past haven't gone great and it's like i know other people experience it but it when you talk to other adhd people they get it it's Mm -hmm. different right and so other people oh that's just all in your head but it's really not and i did yeah used to think because it is all in my head that's That's true the problem (laughs) (laughs) can't get it out of there that's true 
not how that works. And I, I used to think it was like it was something that I was dramatic. I was putting, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. And talking with people who have ADHD, it's just like it awakened me to, oh, that is also a part of this. Okay. That is yeah. good to know. It's 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 a different way that people who have ADHD, we process the world in a different way. We think differently than other people. We have quite literally wired different reward systems you couple this with also me being autistic for those of you who hear the monotone in my voice or so i've been told um you know you couple that with autism and then it's just like all right you get a fuck shit stack uh sorry am i allowed to curse here oh you're um, allowed to curse here okay uh you know you, you you get a pretty big mess of between you know i need to do the thing and executive dysfunction doesn't allow me to do the thing but the thing is my favorite thing that i want to do and i like to do it all the time but now i'm burned out with it Mm -hmm. i'm doing it too much but it's also not the thing i need to be doing right now ah you know and back and forth when you get that understanding that that's how your brain works right especially Mm -hmm. with that executive dysfunction it allows you to stop being mad at yourself about it and just be like god damn it Let's find, I mean, yes, you are still mad at yourself depending on what it is. And sometimes it gets frustrating, right? And annoying. I think it'll, I think knowledge allows me to have more grace for myself and allow myself to yes do things a different way, like an, in a non-traditional format. Because like when I'm being productive, what will end up happening is I'll move from one task interrupt that task to start another task because i see that thing happening this happens with frankie too like i can just literally see behaviorally when he does this because he's also autistic adhd um frankie is my partner for those who don't know he comes by the streams every so often um but he'll he will literally be like okay my goal is to you know like sort through these clothes but then it's just like a step piecemeal, like, well, okay, well, I can't sort through my clothes until I pick up all the trash off the ground, so I got to pick up the trash first. Okay, but I have to get a trash bag, but there isn't trash bags, so I have to clear that area first to get the trash bags. Okay, but then this other thing has happened, so I have to deal with that thing first, you know? Yes. Oh, and, oh, and I remember that I have to eat today, and I have to drink water today. <laughs> Oops, so now we need steps to get there. Yes, and that's something, when I learned about, like, ADHD people and not eating. It mm-hmm. was like, my life makes sense now. <laughs> people used to get so mad at me yeah. because I wouldn't eat. And I'm like, I just forgot. I just yeah, for real. You literally, you literally just forget because it's your, your reward center in your brain is just messed up. Like it does not register the same as neurotypical people. Um, whereas neurotypical people will, will, you know, get a, not a hunger signal. Let's not even, you know, mention about how the fact that being ADHD and autistic, sometimes our hunger signals are not, we we can't read them. We don't identify them as such, but normally, you know, you feel hungry, you eat us. It's like, we feel some weird sensation in our stomach. We're like, Oh, that's weird. Let me, let me stretch or whatever. And then, you know, keep moving about our day. And then eventually when we get like really hangry or something yeah. or we get really tired, it's sad, you know, just like the extreme emotions. We're just like, everything is awful. And it's like, 
eat a Snickers. <laughs> it really is. You're not you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> like that moment, I was just like, oh, I need to eat. And what like when I'm hyper focusing, and I feel that sensation, it's that you're just so like moving past it because it's not important, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I wanted to describe it. And then I just realized I couldn't because it's so foreign to be able to explain to people who are neurotypical, who don't haven't experienced it, where you get that, that hunger and you, it just doesn't register. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like somebody flicks your arm, but you're really concentrating. That's kind of what it's like. And you're just like, okay, whatever. I'm going to keep doing this. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Hunger, hunger signals are as if like a bead of sweat on your forehead or something. Yeah, while you're exercising. Yeah, like you're not gonna stop to wipe your brow, like you keep going. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and then it's uh, those sugar cravings too to try to mm-hmm. even out your brain chemistry. Gosh dang. So so anyway, that's that's the point of having a, of a community like mine is you're able to relate your experiences with other people's experiences. And you don't feel so alone in the world anymore because holy shit that I feel very alone for a long time. And so did many other people in my community feel very alone. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to know that like, you're not weird, although maybe you are weird and that's okay. I'm weird too, but weird is not, doesn't have to be bad. I'm Different weird doesn't too. doesn't have to be bad. I got a Ghostbusters proton pack behind me and a unicorn and Hell yeah. they both make sense. Embrace your weird. that's like that is one of the biggest lessons that i've learned the past two years really since i met you was embracing your authenticity like when you stop trying to impress people and you start acting with who you are as a person you reach a different level of how you go about living life and when you realize that you don't have to impress people that they'll just, they'll either get you or they won't. It helps you to see that the people who don't get you are doing you a favor by not being there. Right. Still hurts. Still sucks. But when you find the people that do embrace you, that do get you, that do see you, Mm. you get to go through life a little bit. Um, you guys have a little bit more fun because you don't have to hide these sides of yourself that are quote unquote weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, to be fair, my friend Ribbon has told me that I, I've never really masked, <laughs> which might be true. Cause like I've, I've pretty much coasted on white male privilege. Like I absolutely own the fuck out of that. Um, and you know, people just perceive me to be, incompetent or just another white stupid guy and sometimes that helps me a lot of times it does hurt me but whatever i'm coasting i'm i i basically don't pay attention to other people unless they like are my boss or something or like sign my checks you know like i pay attention enough to the people that i need to to stay safe and if they don't fucking matter mean shit to me that i'm not gonna mind them you know like they're gonna judge me people are gonna judge me no matter what people are always gonna hate you you just gotta learn to either move on or deal with them one way or another you know yeah and 
embracing how it does hurt, but that doesn't mean you have to stay put and hurt. Yes, like you can absolutely. still hurt. Valid, validate validate your emotions. Yes. But also find a way to navigate that situation. Yes. See, that's why you got to come back on and explain these things to myself. What? Like, what I mean, that is perfect. <laughs> that is a perfect explanation, right? That, yeah, like, I really do appreciate that because that is what I was trying to say, <laughs> but I did. I just couldn't find the words for it. So I'm but, good at words on occasion, only on Tuesdays. Yeah. So and you're lucky. I've found that when I've been in pain, like I have a tendency to just stop and stay in it. Yeah. You hold on to it. Right. And yeah, pain is familiar. Pain is comfortable. Oh boy. <laughs> Listen. And when I heard, so I heard Trevor Noah on Jay Shetty's podcast. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Noah said, um, he real his therapist t- helped him to realize that he kept choosing chaos because that's where he was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And every time he found peace, he would he was so uncomfortable he caused the chaos. And I was like, Why are you coming for me, Trevor Noah? That's my <laughs> that's what I do. You know, it's so wild. I can't stand other people's chaos, but I fucking love it when I create it. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of hate that about, about myself a little bit. Not really, but like a little bit. Cause it's just like, it's just annoying. Like I feel like a hypocrite sometimes. Cause like I'll be out there like making noises, doing bucket chan, doing all sorts of like ridiculous shit on stream. But like if I go into someone else's stream and they're like big and loud and annoying like that, I just turn off immediately. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you think that's because it's the mirror? No, it's literally like just a sensory thing for me, it's which is so ironic. Like, like coming from myself, I'm good. Coming from someone else, nah. We we yeah. do not we do not vibe. Like it depends. I... If if it's controlled chaos, okay, fine. Like someone like Supa's stream, which is like he does like noise music is like dj sets that are like very chaotic very high energy but that's it's controlled to me it has a beat to it it's good you know like i guess i'm saying if i came up across someone else that was doing like i don't know i don't know i can't even define it but it's one of those yeah it's one of those things that when it's coming from you and like you're feeling it yeah. It's different than if you watch somebody else do it and you're like, why are you doing that? That's that's weird. Like, and then all of a sudden, sure. you know what it's kind of like? This is this is what I'm going to equate it to because this is something that's recently I've realized. Mm-hmm. When you're doing yoga or meditating and you do um, um that when other people would do that, it I was like, why are we doing this? This is no. But then when you do so it and you feel the vibrations in there, it's like actually. <laughs> This feels kind of good. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, you know, when you're doing it and you're controlling it and you're like, this is my madness, mm-hmm. you get to have some fun with it rather than if you're just sitting there watching it, like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems to love it, I guess. 
you guess why I keep doing it. I suppose they don't turn off. They don't turn off necessarily. Yeah. Just thinking about doing a chaos stream soon anyway, just for shits and giggles. Just put all the characters in the hot tub and do a hot tub stream. <laughs> and then advertise my Patreon and see where it gets me. There you go. Yeah, now's the time to start that OnlyFans. I'm in. I'm um, thinking about it anyway, but I'd go fancy anyway. <laughs> OnlyFans is kind of shit to the creators. No, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So when you started your community and you started to find that you weren't alone, mm-hmm. what what was it that kind of helped to turn that light switch that not only am I not alone, but other people are looking for this too. I mean, I think it's also important to realize contextually, like I had not, I don't think when I started streaming, I came out to myself as autistic. I don't think I had self-discovered that yet, nor about ADHD. What was the question? So when you started streaming and you realized you weren't alone out there, right? Right, right. And you're this community. um, What was it like when you realized that other people wanted and needed to hear your message and would feel similarly that they're not alone, like you're feeling like you're not alone, right? I mean, I already had felt comfortable at that point when I started that I had something good to share with others and that what I was starting was going to be a a, a vehicle for good. Um, I felt I was probably pretty misguided at the start, and I feel like we all are to some extent uh, with various things. Um, you know, and there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of awkward growth, but necessary growth that happened in the beginning that kind of helped me to like, know what I want, what I don't want, who I want around, who I don't want around. I don't know. It was nice to find solidarity. And I definitely knew when I found someone and that we clicked, like it, it, it was pretty instantaneous when the people who are like, who have been there literally since the start, um, you know, that we click and we get each other and there's a connection being formed and it's nice. Um, I don't know if I necessarily feel that so much anymore though, I'll say. Um, and part of that is is me being scared to make a connection because of all the bad shit I kind of went through from the start in the start, in the beginning, like meeting like the wrong people or meeting theoretically the right people, but I was too autistic for them and didn't realize it. So just never, never clicked well, or people clash with me for one reason or another. And I don't know. It's always nice when you find someone that like you get them, but in the back of my mind there's still that fear that someone's going to try to use me and unfortunately it has been fears realized many times and recently actually recently as well I had to ban someone basically so 
That hurts. It does hurt. Because, you know, you want to come at this, and I'm coming at this from, you know, a well-meaning perspective. And people can unintentionally abuse that. And, you know, kind of, like, use your community for their own, I hate to say it this way, but personal dumping grounds, you know? Like, yes, we talk mental health, and I don't mind talking mental health, but this is going to be weird coming from me, but if mental health is, if all you're talking about is the bad, then you're just going to feel worse, you know? So that's why yes. I don't talk about mental health all the time. And I think this is a flip side that not a lot of people really hear. But, you know, as much as someone would call themselves a mental health creator like me or a mental health advocate online, you know, you can't always be in the deep, dark feels, you know, because then you're going to, you're going to sit in it, you're going to stew in it, you know? You need to give yourself a break. You need to give yourself other things to connect with people about. Like, yes, we all are suffering in some way, shape, or form, and we're all coming together for that. But we can also connect about other things that we like. You know, what other hobbies or activities people like? You know, people like certain games, so I play games, you know. I like going outside. People like seeing me go outside. And I like, it, it gets me out of the house. It gets them hopefully motivated to go out of the house themselves, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of things, a lot of things that goes, that goes into a mental health community, but it, but it really, if we want to like put a word on the whole thing, it's called wellness. Wellness includes a lot more than just talking about the bad. It also includes talking about the good, you know, celebrating with people, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and it includes can, yeah. doing different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But, Definition know, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You know? Yeah. So, you know, if you keep talking about the bad and the bad and the bad and the bad, and you're just feeling shitty and shitty and shittier. I literally have a rule in my Discord now that says, please no vent camping. Like, this is a rule for your own good. You know, there's other parts of the Discord. And I know that's such a small little thing to, like, nitpick about. You know, and again, I'll still hear someone out, but like, I'll also ask them, like, what do you like to do for fun? You know, what are your hobbies? You know, we, are you, you know, do you, are you in school right now? Like, what are you doing in school? Like, do you have a job? What's your job? Tell me about your job. You know, tell me about your life. Tell me about you. You know, you're, you're a whole person. You're more, and this is part also the, the, the very good and powerful positive mental health of like you know you are not your diagnosis <laughs> you're you're not just a depressed anxious person you're a person who does all this other things who happens to be suffering with anxiety and depression and stuff like that you know yeah i think naming that is so important especially mm -hmm. talking about sobriety like we were just talking about adhd autism it's so easy with those to identify use them as identifiers mm -hmm. but when you start to identify with it it, you slip into the, I guess it, you know, the, the easy routes of them and 
You've, oh, it becomes your new excuse. It that's well, yes, mm-hmm. that is exactly what. Yeah, I, so where I'll, I was I'll, I'll say this is a common experience with a lot of autistic people who either have self-discovered or been diagnosed. Is that especially later in life, once they get diagnosed or self-discover that they're autistic, something does happen. Um, brain chemistry-wise, I could try to find the TikTok about it again, but basically, your whole brain starts like rewiring that connection about who you are as a person so you're gonna like start sucking at stuff again when you self-discover adhd or autism because it's like oh shit fuck like wait that's what it is and then you start like playing into some of the stereotypes in a way so you can like have like a loss of skills for a little bit you can gain it back but it takes a bit more time because you have to re literally rebuild new connections um but i i will always say that i think for the most part knowing that you are autistic or adhd is a good thing i know there are some people that would say that they would rather have not have ever known but i think you know you don't have to apply ableist beliefs to yourself regarding like i didn't want to know because of this reason or whatever you know um you know and i think like people are look because like for the first like when i first started identifying sorry to keep going on this no please but like when i first started identifying as autistic and saying i was autistic i really felt like people were starting to like treat me like a fucking child and and it was just like really icky and i was just like i'm a full-grown adult like just because i say i'm autistic doesn't mean you should treat me like a five-year-old that i like i don't understand things I still understand things like I'm still the same person that mm-hmm. you talked to like last month or whatever, you know, why am I being treated differently now? And I realized that part of it was that I was acting out more and I was acting a bit childish um, because I was, I was digging myself into this hole of all oh, my autistic. So I have to be like hyper aware of things now and hypersensitive to things, even though I wasn't so sensitive to those things anymore. Um, to all that, I'll say, I think it's still good to that. I've validated my own emotions and own experiences about being autistic and being aware that I'm autistic has helped me to build better skills for myself and more accessibility for myself in my daily life, in my job. And again, give myself the grace instead of just being frustrated and mad at myself that I can't get something done or that I can't, you know, engage with a certain thing, for instance. Yeah. And that's where I think the difference between identifying and using it as an understanding of yourself, Mm -hmm. that's where the difference lies, right? If you start identifying with it, you're going to slip into and then use it as that excuse, use it as that crutch, use it as it's just me. You just have to deal with it. Whereas if you have the understanding of it, you give yourself grace, you use it to create a map of yourself, create an understanding yeah. of my brain works this way. It, it, it's like, it's like oh, I'm not. just ADHD versus, hey, I'm ADHD and I need to go about it this way instead. Yeah. I hope that's still okay, you know? Yeah. And, or, you know, this one is, people get annoyed until they really see it. Mm. Um, the, hey, I got ADHD. I know you told me that. I'm not going to remember it. Can you send me the email, please? An email with it? Or mm-hmm. can I get that, get a pen and a paper? Because I need to write this down. I'm not going to remember all of mm-hmm. this. And 
some people honestly get annoyed when you say that because you're using it as an excuse and making them do more work. But they'll see when they tell you something and you forget enough and you, you keep bringing it up like, oh, that's just how his brain works. Why well, I can do that because that'll make both of our jobs easier. That'll make both of our lives easier. And mm-hmm. instead of taking that identifier and saying like, I have this and take it or leave it, instead of taking yourself and throwing that into life that way, you take life and you start to bend it around yourself when you use it as an understanding and a map. And so you start going with things instead of trying to force yourself into this role, into this area that just doesn't work for you. And that is frustrating too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean, just in general, in life, you're going to encounter that neurotypical or neurodivergent or not, like you're going to encounter times yeah. in your life where you're just going to be absolutely frustrated with the way someone tries to teach you something or show you something. And, you know, irregardless if, if they're getting annoyed at you or not, like at the end of the day, you need to learn the thing or you need to like be shown the thing, whatever it is, whatever it is for a job or for school or what have you, you know, just do whatever the fuck you need to do. Screw what other people think of that. Yeah. If you need to explain yourself as ADHD, go right ahead. If you feel safe and empowered to do so, by all means. I personally don't identify myself at work because I just find it would be way more tedious to explain that to my boss or something. And I feel like they would use it against me, unfortunately. Ironic. I work in mental health fields, and I think that they would seriously use that against me. And that's unfortunately the reality of it, too, because people don't have the understanding they have the checkbox understanding and that's it, right? Yeah. Um, you work in the part, you work in the field for three years and all of a sudden you're qualified. <laughs> make that make sense. Oh, hours with electricity. It's, you work there for, you know, three and a half years and you're qualified. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you haven't died yet, so you must be qualified. I think one of the important things, well, I am, doesn't mean everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> One of the important things too there is if somebody's teaching you and you're not getting it and you're mm-hmm. frustrated because they they refuse to teach you in a different way, remember that. And when you teach it, because you will be passing the knowledge and the skill on, right. if somebody else is not getting it that way, try to relate it in a different way. Yep. That will help you to make things better. Is it a responsibility to do that? No. But should you do that because you experienced how much it stunk when they were doing that? Yeah, you should. Why not? Probably. I, I can't imagine forcing forcing your future students to also bonk their head into the wall several times over to learn the thing. Like, that just sounds like you didn't learn anything really at all. Right. You know, if you're frustrated with it, then other people are probably also going to be frustrated with it. You know? And to do it Some, better. <laughs> and sometimes like when you're teaching and even like as a parent, mm-hmm. you got to let the person do it one time, bonk their head yeah, one time. Course. Right. But instead of taking like, Oh, I remember when I did that and this and this and this and like taking, and I'm not saying that you're that saying I, this. I'm just have to fail to grow anyway. So yeah. And that is, that is the truth. That is the truth. Like I was just thinking as a lineman, how people would think they'd be able to um, do things right away all right, go ahead, show me, mm-hmm. you know, three hours later, that's not going to work. We got to cut that off and, 
redo that entire thing. What? I followed the instructions. Well, I was going to show you how to do it so it'd be quicker and it'd make more sense to you, but you didn't want to, you don't want me to let, show you. So do you want to see now? <laughs> and it sucks when you have to talk to some people like that, but also it's better to talk to them like that than scream and yell at them and tell them they're idiots, which goes right into why do you talk to yourself that way? <laughs> eh. We'll feel like idiots just by needing to ask for help. Oh, but a lot of people still don't ask for help and just keep hitting themselves, hitting themselves in the head. Why are you attacking me right now, Bubba? What do you mean? Why are you, why are you coming for me? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you need a hug. I do. I do. It's it is hard. It's that's where I feel like the most hypocritical. Hard to admit failure. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. it is hard to admit that you need to ask for help, even though you feel like you would feel like a burden. But when you ask people for help, it turns out that they're very um, relieved that you're asking for help, that you're not actually a burden. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as I'm looking at me in the screen, talking to that bald, that bald one has a beard you want some hair (laughs) my my kids would stop making fun of me that i don't have any hair i just have beard and that's not hair that's a beard that's what they say (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so let's talk about Mm self-talk sure what do you want to know when you are trying to talk to people who have this loud and vicious inner critic what have you found to be ways to get people to try a different way i uh exaggeration probably the short answer (laughs) you know um Man, I can show you a video game example as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if someone, if someone has a loud inner critic, I probably would ask them, is what this critic is, is, is what this critic is saying helpful? Is it helping you in some way? Is it serving some use or function? Because sometimes it is. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. keeping you safe. Um, sometimes it's keeping you, yeah, sometimes it's keeping you safe or, or it doesn't feel like it's keeping you safe, but it's keeping you away from a situation that somewhere you have either trauma or some other adverse experience with, and subconsciously you just don't want to face it, you know? Um, so for exaggeration, I would say... You know, imagine if this was like literally just a random person on the street that just sh- started shouting these things at you. You're not good enough. You'll never make it. You know, would you would you accept that? And if they say yes, I'll then say, okay, 
imagine if this was your friend and they were getting heckled at by the same person who was saying, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. You should just stop. You know, how would you react? Oh, well, I'd defend them. I'd punch that person out like they're fucking asshole. They can't talk to my friend like that. All right. So if you, you know, would treat your friend that way, why aren't you treating yourself like that? Why can't you treat yourself like a friend? Why, what is it that's mm. telling you that I don't deserve that same love, understanding, and compassion? Because it's something. <laughs> and that's something I discussed in therapy, but like, it's got to be something, mate. It's not just nothing. It's not just, well, I'm an awful person, so I don't deserve love. And I'm like, that's not true. People aren't born inherently not deserving of love. You know? Yeah. People are born into this world innocent and vulnerable. And if it's a situation where someone in your life who was supposed to protect you didn't protect you or hurt you, you know, to that I'll say, I'm sorry that happened to you. But they don't get to decide your worth. You get to decide your worth. You get to decide your feelings about yourself. And then the ulterior ulterior method is if I'm their friend, I'll be like, well, I think you're great. And they're like, no, I'm not. Then I can just be like, you call me a liar. What? What? <laughs> you call me a liar. Hey, don't be mean to my friend. What are you talking about? You're being mean to my friend RJ right now. All right. That one is powerful. RJ, RJ is a fucking cool dude. <laughs> Has a lot of people who love the fuck out of him. Is very valued by many, many different kinds of people. And speak some fucking words of wisdom. So don't you dare mm. speak shit against him. That one is that one is so powerful. That's actually how I was able to turn my self-loathing around finally. Yeah. Was okay, am I calling my kids a liar? Mm -hmm. Am I calling my friends a liar? Am I calling, mm -hmm. you know, my ex-wife a liar? I say that I love these people, but am mm -hmm. I calling them a liar? Yeah, I am. Okay, I need to find a way. Find a way to just move up. And then, yeah, it's one that I just found this week. Mm -hmm. um, example is if somebody has kids or a niece or a nephew. Mm -hmm. And they found out that their kids talk to themselves the way that they talk to themselves, or they find out their niece or nephew talks to themselves the way that their niece or nephew talks to themselves. How would that, how make would you, you feel, feel about that? Would yeah. you be okay with that? Yeah. Would no. you be okay with your kid talking badly about themselves the way, the way that you that talk you... badly about yourselves? Yeah. Then it's just like, Oh fuck. No, I would not be okay. I would want to get them help. I'm like, Hmm. Mm, do do you now mm, really yep. maybe you should get on that <laughs> and that is that oh, one Lord. i got through to um like two or three people who are very i don't want to say hard-headed but stubborn <laughs> and that i mean that's that mental health for you it's to, stuck in our heads man it is it is a it stubbornness is. i mean that's we're stuck in our ways it's safe for one reason or another maybe it served a purpose in the, in your past life and you can examine that psychotherapy but now it's not so much not so and much that's because i've been able to 
reword my critic and Mm -hmm. understand my critic a little bit more. When my critic gets loud and vicious, I can find the kernel of truth that it's trying to do, right? Because now I can sit with it and look at it. Okay, what is it you're really saying here? I had a moment like that on stream because I self-talk out loud a lot. You're, you're talking to me like I think that's weird, but that's I don't think that's weird because I do that sometimes. Like it was awkward. It was it was on stream too, so it was fun. Uh, but we're playing this game called Coffee Talk. Oh, you good? Yeah, my youngest was asking if they could have a. We call them shaker smoothies. They're the like Danimal yeah. oh, shake cute. yogurts. So yeah. I have an earring, don't mind me. Um, so we were playing this game called Coffee Talk, which is a visual novel uh, set in a coffee shop. And I had already had like two female guests there. And then this middle-aged older man who happened to be a cat person, it's fantasy, fantasy Chicago, um, walks in. And he's That's just how you like, know it's fantasy, because it's a middle-aged man who's a cat person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, oh, my God. And one girl was a human. The other girl was like an orc or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why, but that just like, it took me a second to get that. And it was like, oh, my God. Anyway, middle-aged cat man <laughs> walks in and he's looking like kind of sad, a little like disoriented. And he's just like, excuse me, like, you know, like you're young people. Like, what do like young people like to do for fun? And they're like, huh? What do you mean? And he's like, oh, uh, do you like go to college or something? And they're like, no. And he gets closer to them. He's like, oh, well, what's what's like, what's your age? Like, uh, I'm just trying to figure it. And, and, and like one girl is just like, yo, you're being a creep. Fucking back off. And I like got really upset about that because I perceived that dude to be like completely genuine and literally just like older dude who's probably a dad who's probably trying to like figure out what the young people are into nowadays so he can connect with his kid or like something like that like she's like genuinely looking for knowledge but like i literally like criticize criticize myself on stream like because i talked to myself i was just like i was just like wow but you're not gonna get it you're not a female you're not gonna get it from their perspective it's creepy because it's an old dude who asked you know oh, what do you like to do? And then I kept contradicting myself because I'm like, well, that's not inherently a bad question. I'm like, yeah, but he could have asked it in a certain way or they could be perceiving it in a certain way. And I'm like, but I didn't read it that way. I'm like, just because you didn't read it that way doesn't mean that's not how they perceived it. You know, try to sound it out in a different way to make it sound creepy. And I'm like, hey, you know, what <laughs> What do you kids like to do for fun? How old are you? Are you in college? You know, like, oh, okay, now it sounds creepy. But it's like, that's not the intention. And that's not the tone that he was saying it in. At least that's not the tone I was reading it in. And I don't think he was speaking that way either because there's no voice acting. I'm doing all the voice acting. So it's my voice. So it's doubly awkward. And then it's just, just like, I've literally been in that situation before fucking 15 years ago when I was like a teenager where people were calling me creepy for asking what I thought to be genuine, like trying to connect with people questions. And people were just like, no, you're creepy. You're weird. Fucking go away. And I was like, okay, like, I don't understand how it's creepy. You know, maybe you could explain that to me, but all right. And they were just like, no, just fucking go away. You should just know. And it's just like, no, I don't know. And this old guy doesn't know. So, so the conclusion was he's probably also just autistic or just disconnected with the kids. (laughs) And I thought he was a dad character. And I literally did not forward 
the dialogue for a while because I was just like so uncomfortable with this character who was like emulating something that I had been through personally um, when I was younger. And I was like, yeah, this is totally something an older gentleman dude who's just like trying to like fucking find answers would totally do. This is literally like the course of action to do. Go to a coffee shop, ask people like, hey, like what do young kids do for fun nowadays? Like, like. I get that he didn't explain the situation, so that didn't help at first. Like, if he explained, first of all, like, hi, like, I'm a dad, and I have a daughter, and, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how to connect with her more, so, like, what do young kids do? Like, are you around her age, maybe? You know, maybe that could have been a helpful conversation. Hero. That could be perceived as creepy, too. That could also be perceived as creepy, because it's just like, ew, you have a daughter? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's like, no matter what, no matter what. And it doesn't help that one of the characters is the type of character who really just sticks her foot in her mouth all the time. So it's just like saying a lot of things and making a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. But like, I totally get it from their perspective too. Cause it's like, yeah, you're going to be on the defensive if some like older gentleman like walks up to you, starts asking you like off the cuff questions like that. Um, so I really battled with this. And then, and then the fucking cherry on top. Do you know what this character's name was? It's Hendry. Which is one letter off of my name, Henry. And I was like, come the fuck on, game. Really? How do you know my life? Really? <clears throat> How do you fucking know my life? Like, okay, it's fine. He's just autistic, just like me, being yep. perceived as creepy, but actually he's fucking genuine. And literally five lines later, it's like, oh yeah, he's this character's dad, and she's been in this coffee shop before, and he's literally just fucking worried for his daughter, because she's in the entertainment business, and he's a bit anxious and a bit paranoid about it, because the entertainment business and she's 18 and she keeps saying i'm an adult i can do what i want and it's just like honey no you don't know (laughs) you can you can get hurt for real yeah and funny enough where we left off this monday was literally she came from coachella and she let her dad come in backstage but then he started yelling at her manager because he's mad at her manager because he thinks that manager is a creep and has, you know, done some creepy things and had some crazy wild fucking parties. And he keeps claiming, like, you don't fucking know him like I do. And she's like, well, he's at the top of his fucking career. So, like, you know, he he's my ticket to stardom, you know. So let me fucking do it. I'm an adult. I know what I'm doing, you know. And she does the concert, goes well. He goes backstage, starts an argument. He gets let out by security, but he's allowed to stay for the rest of the festival. She comes to the, she comes to the coffee shop, you know, to complain about it. And then her dad comes in in cat form with a black eye she's she also came in to complain and say that she's gonna go to that party anyway and literally everyone was like girl like it's inappropriate for like you're 18 like it's inappropriate for your manager to invite you to this like club because like usually it's 21 she's like no because it's lester and lester can let me in because he's my manager and blah blah and then they're like you probably shouldn't go like those parties can get like really intense and stuff and she's like well i'm an adult and they, they literally stop her and they're like no you're not honey like you're not an adult you're 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 still young like and thankfully when her dad came in with the black eye they had to call the ambulance and stuff and she went with him on the ambulance and then literally there's a morning paper you get at the start of every day because that was the end of that day start of next day the morning paper says crazy fucking party shut down for like drugs and sex and traffic and just like everything (laughs) it's just like oh shit well good thing she didn't go to that party by happenstance of her dad getting hurt but like fuck he was right like he was more than just like paranoid and anxious you know dad parent type you know, because everyone's advice to him was like, you know, you got to let her like give her a little rope and make sure like she knows that you're still there for her. But like shit, like, whew, 
bullet dodged. Bullet dodged. And that does kind of yeah. speak to walking that tightrope, especially of uh, yeah. that I've noticed, you know, as you're going to get to that too as a dad, you know. Well, that too. But also the, I was going to say like masculine presenting people. Oh, yeah, yeah, as for sure. Being for creepy. Sure. For, being creepy. Yeah, for trying to very, ask how to connect with people. You know, like I've been given looks that, People don't trust me at the grocery store when I ask if they need a hand getting something from a upper shelf. Like I'm six two, I can reach up and grab it. It's no big deal. So, right. What do you want from me? Kind of a thing. And it's like, just, yeah, I'm just asking. Don't have to. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that is actually, you know, it it is on it's, my mind when I'm interacting with new people. Like I it, don't want to come off as creepy. Same. That makes me come it, off it, creepy. Same. <laughs> it's it's hard to be masculine and kind to random strangers because they're gonna think that like Ooh. you're after something Ooh. you know yeah i never put that those two together yeah why why would a guy be kind to me why would a guy try to offer help he's obviously after something mm-hmm. or he's, he's trying to get a one-up on me or something yeah and that is that actually makes sense for some of the conversations that I've had where people started and they're like, I just figured you were, you know, yeah. Looking for something. And then you just, you just keep going like in a genuine conversation. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm that's a genuine why person. I started the conversation because I wanted to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, it's so foreign to people. Right. Oh, hello. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut that out. No, oh no. Oh, that's that all stays in. Always. Okay. It's it's a family podcast. We might Fair swear, enough. but we have family values. And honestly, they should know how to use the words right. <laughs> yeah. My oldest second word was shit. And he used it in the right context. Oh, shit. I dropped something. Oh, shit. Oh, he said shoe. No, he didn't. <laughs> so That's that funny. is it. I always said their first word is going to be fuck. And his second word ended up being shit. So that was close enough. When it, as we're kind of winding down here, Waba, what, mm-hmm. what is something with mental health? that you would like people to open their minds towards? I'm trying to think of something original because I've already said a lot of other things before on your cast, I swear. Um, all right, I'll, I'll get there eventually. The oldies, um, but the goodies are always good. And but like, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to think about it too, because it is yeah. a big deal, right? It is a.
the biggest thing that that holds a person back is themselves always almost always yes and there's always room for improvement but don't let that encourage you to do to go to a point where you're burned out you have to take time for your rest and that's also part of you being your own worst enemy is forgetting to rest and forgetting to value how you're spending your time with yourself because sometimes people just don't get enough alone time you know we work very busy lives if you have a full-time job it hardly affords you enough time for yourself so you know learning the skills to disconnect from whatever you're doing fully and being present with yourself in the moment i think those are two skills that will carry you throughout your entire life and it's okay to take your time even even if we have limited time on this earth and you want to feel like we need to rush it's okay to take your time everyone goes at their own pace everyone you know does their thing at their own pace there's no timeline for anyone despite what anyone else says so don't let anyone rush you as well and that's what i'd like to people to know about their mental health i love that i'm glad he took the time to say that because that is those are all lessons that that we learn mm-hmm. and sometimes it's willingly and sometimes it's not so if you can willingly, why not? Absolutely. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me at twitch.tv slash streams or patreon.com slash streams. I've been encouraging people to subscribe to me off Twitch because 50% hurts and I'd like to pay my bills. <laughs> um, you can find me at every other platform, streams, YouTube, but I haven't been too active lately. Twitter, Instagram is probably even better. Don't you mean X? No. (laughs) X is about to be my X. Yeah. No engagement on that platform. No organic engagement anymore unless you buy the fucking check mark. And I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. Just going to do Instagram. (laughs) I'd rather have have, have the Instagram like bots than nothing on Twitter. Yep. That's what, that's very much the same with what I did. So I get it. And I really encourage everybody to go watch Waba streams, especially Mondays, which are mental health Mondays, but you'll fall in love with the community. You'll fall in love with everything and you will tune in more often. Um, that chaos mm-hmm. stream, we'll be looking forward to it. I really appreciate <laughs> you being here, Waba. Sure thing. So Let's be better tomorrow than we were today because if we don't make it, we tried. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.